Alright, this is Jared. I'm back. Electric Precision Rifle Podcast. Uh, I think this is episode 34. Uh, I've had a couple of people asking if I'm going to keep doing it where I've been at, and I really don't have any good excuse. I have some, well, I don't have a good reason. I have good excuses. So, just to fill you in. Anyway, what? put this out first. So, sitting in here, back in my wife's office, got myself a little desk set up. Little different setup than what I used to have. Got my squeaky chair back. I got my hound dog in here laying at my feet, so you might hear him snoring or huffing and puffing. And there's some folks right outside the window here playing in the snow with their loud truck. So stand by with me here. But anyway, my excuses. So I think you'll hear me clicking around too, so I got some numbers I want to go over, some info. But let's see. App last episode was in August. Um, there's not really. A good excuse if you hadn't heard or not local or hadn't talked to me um, since August I had got promoted which I thought was going to promote me out of my my spot here where I'm at the base I'm at and I got orders to Korea twice those both have been canceled because of timing the one I the first one I really thought I was going to go to and I was ready to go to that Supposed to be there, I think, in October. They got canceled because some people that should have got it started complaining that I got it. So I got canceled from that one. Then I got a second one to Korea, the other base to Korea I could go to. That one ended up getting canceled. Then the other person that was here with me that we thought was going to stay here, he ended up moving, getting orders, and I ended up staying. So a little whirlwind there for a couple months. If I was leaving the, the family here and going somewhere without them or if I stay in here. Now everything should be set, hopefully. And then, uh, otherwise, I really don't have any other excuses, just trying to get set up to leave the fam for a little while and then come back. But now we're we're pretty solid, so we've got a, got a plan set up. And been shooting the whole time, so I think, let's see, in August, that would have been... I think I talked about the probably Great Plains match, Twin Peaks match. Probably the Punisher we had covered. So since then, late August, Chris and I went to the Gunline match. Uh, Magnolia Steel, Magnolia Steel Classic or Steel Magnolia Classic in Mississippi at the Gunline range is their first two-day match. And it was really nice. So it's like an 11-hour drive for for Chris and I. We left the Thursday, did like a halfway, and then drove the rest of it Friday. Got there, checked dope, checked zero. Um, I'd have Chris on here, let him tell, tell his deal. We had a little incident with his, his rifle fell over and cracked his scope mount. So he was having some issues. Um, I ended up shooting... My best two-day match. Um, uh, let's see. Got excuse me. I got a little spreadsheet I built. Got all my info on here. I'm kind of keeping track of entry fees, my finishes and impacts, and then impact percentage is really what I wanted to keep track of. I'm keeping track of all that. I got it for 2001 and 2002. I mean, if anybody wants a copy of it. Like I said, it's just an Excel spreadsheet. But if anyone want, wants a copy of it, let me know. I can send you a copy. 
I, get, I put my matches on here, put all my info, and like I said, I really try and keep back an impact percentage. For my 21 season, I just did the whole match. Impact percentage and finishes, entry fees. For 2022, I'm, gonna, I'm putting, I changed a little, add a couple more rows, and I'm doing a day one impact percentage and impacts, and then day two, see if there's one day or the other I'm shooting better at. But let's see, back to Magnolia Classic. So we went down there. Range is super nice. Like I said, the gun line folks are running it. Um, all Everything we shot on was all concrete, all covered. We shot it in Mississippi in August, so it was crazy humid, but not, well, really no wind compared to what Chris and I are used to. Obviously, we're used to shooting in double-digit winds, and there were, I don't know if we really left plate, but we're kind of expecting a, a south-southeast match with his 90-second 90, 90 par times. Uh, targets are pretty small and quite a bit of movement, so it, it lived up to that. So it was real good, uh, and it finished 19th out of 93 with the 80% impact percentage, which was one of my best for the year. Um, let's see. A lot of, like I said, a lot of movement, which I like. There were some some prone stuff, some stuff that made you think, like different. Uh, you didn't shoot everything in the same order, so that was that's quite a bit of fun. After the Mississippi match, went out to Box Canyon, shot Ryan's two day match out there. Again, had a blast. I didn't do a day one, day two, but I ended up, let's see, Magnolia went uh, 148 impacts out of 184 for an 80%. Box Canyon, 141 impacts out of 180 for 78%. I finished 21st out of 65 at, at Box Canyon. So I started to feel like I'm getting getting my groove. Like it was rolling pretty well. Um, Box Canyon is always a good time. Shot the two different sides. My my daughter and wife end up ROing it, so that was kind of neat. Got to see them ROing. They were they were working, joking with my daughter. Of course, Ryan hooks his uh, ROs up pretty good. They both got they got paid some cash. Trying to teach my daughter about taxes, but she she didn't go along with it, so I didn't get any of her cash. And then Amber, my wife, kept her cash, and they spent it on whatever they wanted. But it was a good time. They got out there. And, Enjoy it as much as I do, really. They just RO it, like hanging out with the people. And we camped. We took the dog, took my son. It was a good time. Um, Box Canyon, like I said, always good. Shoot two different ranges. One side of the, the highway, then the other. Ryan puts on a good match. A lot of animal targets, I like that. Some different different props you shoot off that you don't see at a lot of other places. Some big, big rocks and other little unique stuff so had a good time out there and that really was my last two day shot a kprc uh, regional one day match out at uh, stc beamer put on i think beamer put that one on ended up getting sixth out of 31 shot hit you know 70 out of 80 so 88 percent so sticking up there in the high 70s to 80s Real good on that one. Went to uh, Great Plains. They had the PRS 
Midwest regional finale up there. And Toddy is, or Tim, I'm sorry. Tim has real nice range. Obviously, eight barbecue. That was great. I uh, went, let's see, finished 20 out of 70 up there, 67 out of 90. Impacts for 74%, not really where I wanted to be. Didn't really finish the way I, where I thought I should have. So I was a little, a little upset with that finish. And got an invite to the finale. Chris and I both did. I think we got the, got those invites off the uh, the mill. Leo was throughout the season. We we didn't finish as high as what we wanted, but got the invite through the mill. Leo side. So we went out there. Derek and Shannon K. Got that thing hooked up. It's nice. The range is the range is awesome. It's a little spread out. We got a little wet. Chris wasn't doing so well. I got to have him on talk about his stuff, but. Chris wasn't feeling real well the day one. But. And uh, shoot, 109, had 119 impacts out of 183 possible, 65%. Really, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Raton. Not that Raton's any, anything wrong with it. I just haven't shot good at any of the matches I've been out there. I need to get some redemption out there. But uh, We also had a little scare, so we stayed at the hotel in Raton. And I guess there were two hotels hit, but. We stayed out there. Chris drove. Stayed out there in the same parking lot that Chris's truck was parked in. There were six vehicles broke into, and I don't I don't know if any guns got stolen, but I know people's tripods, binos, spotting scopes. I think some lab radar. Like there was thousands of dollars worth of stuff stolen just at the hotel we were at. And like I said, Chris Chris's truck was intermingled in the other trucks that got broken into. He had tonneau cover on there. We didn't leave anything inside the truck on purpose that could be seen through the windows. I think that's probably what ended up saving them windows and saving us hundreds if not thousands of dollars. And obviously, after I can't remember if we took all the stuff in that first night, Friday night or not. We start, We obviously took it in after that. I, I do remember that, hauling stuff in and upstairs. Every time we come back, but finale, finale was cool. Uh, just didn't shoot good. Chris didn't shoot the way he wanted to. I didn't shoot the way I wanted to. And that basically ends 2021 season. Short and sweet. Like I said, we can a lot more we can get into. But I just want to get an, get an update out. Um, since the new year, I went out. Let me get my other spreadsheet up here. So there's some stuff I've changed since 21. 21, I was shooting proof prefits, and I was shooting dasher. I swapped over. I got a couple of Hawk Hill certificates for some money off of barrels from Hawk Hill. So I've got two Hawk Hills I got spun up. I had uh, Tyler Perry. So Tyler Perry's helped me out this year. Had him spin up those two Hawk Hills and uh, he hooked me up with those so I'm shooting shooting the Dasher still shooting 109 uh, Burger Hybrids I went before so I deployed uh, season of 19 or even 20 20 so I didn't shoot the 20 season at all really I shot the like the opener at STC and then 
the KPRC or the Midwest region finale right at the end of the season. I was gone all uh, April and October. Well, while I was over there, since I wasn't spending money on shooting, I just went ham on bullets, powder, or not powder, bullets, primers. And I'm buying a couple thousand, I think six or seven thousand burger 109s and i got them all all the same lot that the person i bought them from had a, just a ton of them at the time it was before the big crunch everybody's buying everything they could find so i bought like seven thousand so i run those all last year all the exact same lot like i said and this year i'm, I'm finishing them out i think i have three thousand enough to get me through this season they've got they've had some issues from what i understand and well i've seen a couple people with the 109s and the, the the later lots, like I said, mine was a pretty early lot, and I haven't had any issues. Shoot, they shoot extremely well. But once I run out of those, I'm probably going to swap to the Hornady 109s that are coming out. Um, I think Chris has some of those coming. See how he shoots them, how he likes them. Otherwise, I'll have to figure something out. A tips or or something probably won't. Even try to mess with newer burgers. We'll see. Maybe go to 105s. I don't know yet. But I don't have to worry about it for a while. But like I said, I switched from the prefits to the to Tyler spinning up. So if you need any barrels done, Perry Precision is the way to go. Obviously, Emmy with AP coatings got them painted all up for me. They, they're slick. I'll put some pictures up. It definitely looks good, shoots good. I just got to do my part. Uh, my idea between behind the uh, going something spun is just the. I think the concentricity will be better. I think not that there's anything wrong with the proof prefits, but I think once you get that big, they start pumping them out. I'm sure they're using a CNC lathe. I'm just not sure if they they able to really make it as tight. The tolerances and as specific as as what I'd like. So, oh Tyler, Tyler's hooking me up. Um, I picked up actually. Won't get into too many details, but crazy enough story. I picked up a a sponsor, Intex Construction Construction Company. They actually come over and worked on my house a little bit and got talking to the owner, Austin, and my wife does some work with them, Austin and Aubrey own it and got to talk to them and they actually helped me out this year they're sponsoring me a little bit give me some some money for entry fees so i really appreciate that so you'll hear me hitting them up supporting the uh, intex construction hoodies and beanies austin's a huge huge gun guy he's got some pretty gnarly pretty cool toys we gotta get out and get shooting some of them try and get him into it but he stays extremely busy so any construction work you need hit him up Intex, I-N-T-E-X, construction. Austin will hook you up. Does does good work. Hook, hook the back of the house up here for me. He's helped me out. Paying some entry fees, like I said. I got a JTAC class lined up. Um, I just swapped. Haven't even shot it yet. Got some pictures up of it. But I just swapped from a spur mount. So I'm still shooting the ZCO. Love it. I don't I don't see myself going away from it. Um, shooting the ZCO 5x27 with the Impact 2 reticle. I did have in a spur mount. My side clamp 
for my spur mount cracked. And actually, after doing a little bit, doing a little bit of research, it's not uncommon. I went with the spur. Is it supposed to be bomb proof? Not, not that it's not bomb proof, but had a buddy have issues, like extreme issues, as far as cracked on him, and was obviously moved. his his side rail cracked. Had a crack all the way down it. Mine just had a start of a crack, but uh, mile high. I think that's the mile high is their distributor for the U.S. We both contacted them. They sent us a, a side clamp. No questions asked. Well, I sent a picture with the email, but free of charge, sent, sent a new side clamp. So there wasn't any issue there. It's just the chance that it happened again. I didn't didn't feel real comfortable with it. Um, I did shoot it at Navasoto. Went down to the our first match this year was the end of January, just a couple days ago last weekend. Shot the 2022 Leopold Steel Classic down at Texas Precision Matches in Navasota, Texas. I shot that with my spur, but since then I've been back and already switched it out to ZCO, they've had their rings out for a while. Now they've got some uh, one-piece mounts coming out. They got two of them. They got a block mount. That's a little bulkier. Comes with a, a level on the sides. I'm wanting to pull my E level off that I've been running. Mount the block mount up. I've got a rail on top of it. I'm gonna try to use it. Kind of set up. I oh, really like a Hawkins with the rail on the front uh, scope mount. I got that set up. I'll post some pictures. I think it's extremely beefy. I really like it. So, going with the ZCO uh, scope and the ZCO mount. Give that a, give that a shot. I ended up getting getting lucky and contacted ZCO. They were on their way to SHOT Show, but they had some. They were taking a SHOT Show, and it sounded like I either got one that they had at SHOT Show or got one they had extra that they didn't take the shot show, but I got lucky. I don't even, I don't know if they're really out to distributors even yet. But I got extremely lucky there. Got that mount, I'm going to be running it. Obviously, I'll give give feedback on that, but it's going good, going good so far. I really like it. Uh, let's see, for 2022, I've got some matches already lined up. Like I was talking about, we went down and Chris and I drove down, did another Thursday night into Friday. Thursday we both had to work, got off work, drove down, or I, I drove out, picked up, pick up Chris, and then we went head south. So we, I think we did like four hours, just got into Texas. I can't remember where we stayed, Gainesville. Pulled over in Gainesville, stayed at the hotel there about four hours in, then got up and drove the other four hours, four and a half hours, down to College Station, Navasota, out to... Texas Precision. That was our first time. We really didn't even know what to expect. Hadn't asked a lot. I, I kind of looked around and looked pictures and stuff, but really didn't know what to think. Ended up getting a Airbnb and, and actually squatted with uh, Greg Harris and Jake Schur, Nick Bernard, uh, Jared Ackerman. So there's six of us. We all squatted together, stayed in the house. It's, it's a pretty fun trip. That's one of my one of my most fun trips, and actually. One of my most fun squads that I squatted with. Obviously, squatted with six of the guys that you shoot with on a normal, regular basis. It was a good time. Uh, we had a couple other guys that we didn't know, but ended up being a, a real good squad shoot with. Went down there and 
Got out there Friday. Did a little tune-up. Checked, checked dope. Everything was on for both of us. And basically went shot day one. So day one, they had 18 stages, 18 squads. Um, we figured we were squad 18. We were going to start on uh, stage 18. But I guess uh, Apprentice Week runs it. And uh, Apprentice said he asked someone on Friday to give him a number and whoever gave him the number one. So everybody started on so squad one started on stage one. So everybody started on the, the stage that they're correlated with their squad number. Uh, I guess usually he mixes it up, but that's how he went with it. We started on 18. Ended up being pretty pretty good for us. But both days didn't have a whole lot of wind. I think day one we saw like 10 or 12 mile an hour winds. Day two, I think we got to about the same. Day one was a little switchy. And didn't really stay consistent day two. I think the wind stayed a little more consistent as far as speed and direction. But uh, I felt good going into the match. Go through a little match review. Felt good going into the match. I knew I had all my gear up and running right. Everything was running good. Oh, shoot. Let me get back to the jihad again. We'll, we'll, I'll cover this first. So we're going to day one. There was going to be 191 possible, and they wanted to get into 11 or 12 stages done day one, so we could get out of there pretty early day two. And we happened to start on 18. Like I said, 18 was pretty tough, tough stage. Was some uh, TYL racks at different distances, and some you shot right to left, some you shot left to right. That was one thing I really liked about those his match, Prentice's matches. Some of them you saw kind of like troop lines, but you didn't always shoot near to far, near to far, near to far. Like sometimes you shot near to far, far to near, near to far. Like you had to write it down, had to be paying attention, had to be thinking. I really I really like that. But the first one, I think Chris ended up cleaning it. I think I don't have my matchbook with me. I think I got like 8 out of 12 or 7 out of 12. Not real good. There's a lot of 12-round stages. So... This when we started on a TYL, and he actually started on the, I think he started on the right to left the first time, and it was actually the small target, big start, target, small target, big target. A hit or miss, move on. So, had to have your stuff dialed in. I didn't really have it dialed in. But anyway, we shot that, went back up to stage one, worked our way back down, and I just couldn't find my groove. It felt like I'd get one stage somewhat figured out and the next stage i'd bomb or i think day one i took i think i had two stages where i took four out of 12 like i dropped eight on each stage it's just rough so day one i ended up shooting uh oh and then we had some target failures so we didn't we didn't get 11 or 12 stages in we just did 10 so i left us eight to do on sunday but it's all good uh my last my last stage, I think it was stage 10 on, on day one. I ended up cleaning that. Had some time left over. We had two-minute sta two stages. We're all of them. But, um, cleaned my last stage. So I started, felt like I was just starting to get my groove. Ended the day with uh, 77 impacts out of 109 possible. 
like I said, it was all different because everybody's shooting different stages, but that's what it was for me because we had a lot of 12-round stages that first day for our squad. So 77 out of 109, 71% uh, impact percentage, hit percentage for day one. Not where I wanted to be. I didn't want to drop 32 on on day one. My goal this year for a one-day or two-day, which I don't know if it's attainable or not, is to drop a single digit, so drop nine or less on a one-day. So either one day of a two-day match or just a one-day regional match drop single digits. So we'll see if I can do it. That's that's my hope. So day one, wasn't really impressed with my my finish. I think I ended up finishing four day one in 94th. But like I said, you, you can't really tell because everybody shot different stages. It had different total number of uh, possible uh, points. But finished in 94th when they posted. Pictures day one, went back, was kind of pouting. Like I said, I didn't have any any gun issues, any gear issues at all. It was just all, it was all me. Didn't really have my head into it. Nothing I could really remember, you know, as far as trying to be steady or anything like that. Like sometimes I'll have some issues shooting off certain barricades that none that I can really remember. Um, one, one that I do remember that really got under my skin, there was a nine round stage. I think it was, it might have been stage eight. It was a nine-round stage. We had three targets shot off uh, three culverts. Just one shoot to move, so one shot, second shot, third shot, moved to a different culvert for nine rounds. Um, that was right in the middle of the day. The wind was real, real switchy. In fact, some people would start, and Mirage would be the one left to right. And then they get halfway through and the Mirage was switched right to left. So on that one, I I made the point. So nine rounds, two minutes. I made the point to really watch which way the spall was going when I was hitting target. Because there were no uh, berms. Especially on this stage. But really, I think we only shot it. One or two sets of targets that had any sort of berm to Otherwise, you're just trying to catch trace or catch where you hit the grass, which could have been 100 yards behind the target. You never knew. Somewhere we're out in the water, so sometimes you got to see the water. But anyway, this one didn't have any sort of berm. In fact, kind of shooting off the side of a hill, up back into some trees. So unless you saw a trace, you didn't see nothing. So I was taking my time, shooting, seeing spall, and all mine was going right to left, just slightly, so I knew I was on. And I ended up timing out. Nine round stage, two minutes. Just took too much time. Upset me. I hit everything I, I was aiming at. It was pretty dead center. <clears throat> so I'll give, I was just giving points up where I shouldn't have been. So went to day two, knowing we had less rounds, you know, possible. So day two, we actually had 82 rounds possible out of 109 we had on the first day. So I went into day two, and now day two felt good. We started on the helicopter stage, and Prentice was actually coming around, and he did a, a Facebook Live. I just happened to be getting ready to shoot, so he caught me on Facebook Live and ended up cleaning that one. That was a nine-round stage. Cleaned that one. Did the barri- the uh, tie keeper barricade next, so that was eight. Went eight for eight out of that one. Uh, 
went to the next one we shot out of a boat shot off the three seats on the boat at three different targets as a nine round stage clean that one so i was rolling i was rolling pretty good we went to another one off uh, some big culverts and that one had to be moving that was a 12 round stage we shot two targets off each mulvert off three culverts and then went through and did it again so it's only two but it was six different positions from three different culverts i ended up dropping two on that one that i shouldn't have i just i was rushing i think i finished with like 20 or 25 seconds left should have just slowed down and missed the shooting a big diamond small diamond missed the big diamond twice shouldn't have and we got over to the other stage we had to, we shot three targets i think they were they were head targets maybe like profile pictures and it was off a uh, big wood they had like i don't even know what they had, six by sixes at an angle on the sides and then a, a square cut out in the middle and he had to shoot targets from this was from far to near and i i started the stage it's my turn to start and started i think it was three shots at three different targets each and yeah and we had four positions the fourth position you shot the far target middle target then near target the other times you shot three first you had to shoot off anywhere you wanted but three at the far target three at the middle target three at the near target all different positions and then you went back to a, a fourth position you shot far middle near for 12. so started off shot far while i missed the first two wind call wasn't right and you can't like i said you, this this one you definitely couldn't see any sort of splash or where it was going found the wind on the third target at the far one got it and moved i think i hit the middle target twice and then got to the near target hit it once ended up getting a four out of 12 so i dropped eight on one stage again day two and then uh moved on shot some tires i i dropped two on that stage i shouldn't have just rushing not being steady Shooting that first target was pretty small. Missed it a couple times. Shot off some rooftops. Next one I remember, shot off some rooftops. There were rooftops off off to the left. Like the high point was on the right. The low point was to the left. So it was at a slant. And then there was one like a regular rooftop that you shoot off the top of. And then there was a rooftop on the right side that was high on the left and low on the right. So it's kind of like a triangles and that one was four four targets and they were pretty steep on the sides and i shot i don't know second to last person and i was watching everybody try to use their bipods and shorten one leg and lengthen another leg and you shot the four targets from nearest to, near to far on each side so near to far from the left rooftop near to far from the middle rooftop near to far from the right rooftop so 12 rounds i saw everybody messing with their bipods and trying to get the right length and the right this and that and chris shot just before me he's like yeah he's gonna bag it so he ended up bagging it i saw a couple other people bag it i think that's gonna be my best bet pretty comfortable shooting off a bag so i end up doing doing that end up shooting 11 out of 12 so i was pretty pretty pumped with that only dropped one I think it I think it might have even been my first shot I, 
I didn't have enough wind on. So I corrected that and ended up cleaning it from then on out. And just barely got that 12th shot off on time. It was, you had to be moving on that stage. So I felt pretty confident with that one. And then our last stage for the day was shooting a TYL, TYL or KYL off some rocks. So it's semi-prone or like, like a modified prone. Off some rocks, but the you shot it first time through five targets. First time through was um, hit to advance, and the second time was through was same targets, just hit or miss. So it was a ten round stage, and then I ended up going I think nine out of ten on that one. Did a lot better than I thought. I and actually I dropped thirteen for the day on day two, so I was pretty pumped with that. Shot sixty nine impacts out of a possible eighty two. That's eighty four percent day and like i said i dropped 13 but i dropped eight on one on one freaking stage so if i could have cleaned that mess up i could have had my single drop day actually i think or even with that i there were some other points that i just left out there that i should have just slowed down um i got this app on my phone i'll talk about that i remind myself to talk about that but i wasn't using it for the majority of the day i showed it to chris and he was using it some of the day. I should have used it more, especially on the day one with the nine nine round stage. That I only got eight shots off. Like I need to, I need to start using this thing more. I actually heard about it from Greg Bell, so it all everything goes to him. But, but anyway, sixty nine out of eighty two on day two, eighty four percent impact percentage. So for the whole match, I went one hundred forty six out of 191 for impact so 76 percent uh impact percentage and i finished 64th out of 194 shooters so i i like i said i jumped up from 94 to 64th but really can you tell because the, the points weren't we didn't all shoot the same stages so you really can't tell but i did i obviously shoot shot a lot better on day two so i was, I was proud of that I'm gonna try and try and build on that percentage and and the, <clears throat> get keep going on that one. Like I said, Greg Greg Harris was shooting with us. He was he was burning down the whole the whole weekend. I think he ended up finishing sixth. In fact, yeah, sixth because we looked. They give the trophies this year is in Texas. The trophy was but. Buckles like uh, rodeo buckles are pretty. They were pretty, pretty solid. But of course, they give them out for Mill Leo, all the divisions, gas gun um, production. They give a, a buckle for the top five. And I think Greg was saying with the tiebreaker, he missed a buckle by two seconds. He tied with fifth place, and the the fifth place, I think it might have been Millard. The, the junior shooter that been smoking everybody last year, starting off the same this year. I think it, he might have got fifth place, but anyway, felt felt bad for Greg. He he ended up missing fifth place and getting one of those pretty sweet buckles by two seconds on that tiebreaker. It's crazy how how close it was. I think he ended up shooting like one seventy out of one hundred ninety one, something like that. Don't don't quote me on that. But first place was uh. Look it up on my phone here. I think first place was Caruso. 
So, yeah, Matt Caruso ended up shooting 180 out of 191. So dropped what 11 in a two-day match with some some switchy wins. No, really, no uh, berms to speak of. Like I said, there were just a couple targets that had berms to speak of, and oh, that dude just tore it down. Obviously, in fact, they had a he shoots for MPA. He's wearing an MPA jersey. I think the top three were all MPA shooters, so they they obviously had it figured out. Matt Crusoe and Brady Allison and Derek Webster, they all right there together, all AG Cup guys. This was an AG Cup match and a, a qualifier match. So I think I ended up getting like 81 points out of it for the PRS points. So not... Like I said, not as high as I wanted to be, but I think it's pretty good run for them being the first match. Got a qualifier in there. Uh, Mill Leo, I think I ended up coming in like fourth in the Mill Leo division. There are definitely some shooters. <laughs> they, they, they showed me how to do it. But, um, Nick shot pretty well. He shot... I think he shot better on day one. I got to get him on here. Day two, kind of got him. Jake was, the, I think Jake was about the same. Chris was about the same. They should, about twenty per day or something like that. And Ackerman didn't shoot bad. I think he was having some some issues. Something had to roll some wind into his gun. Something was going on, but he didn't shoot crazy bad either. I mean, we all shot pretty good. Like I said, it was a good, it was a good time. Had a blast. First two days in the books. Um, the one I forgot to mention shot a Jihad Geddon out at uh, STC. So when was that? It was in early January. Look at my deal here. That was on the twenty second. So yeah, weekend before shot that one, which actually worked out well for me. I think I had like two hundred rounds on my gun by by the Jihad Geddon match. And if you haven't done one of those, that's that's the one that got me. That's the match that got me into this whole thing. Um, I think Derek said he's gonna put one on about every other month, so maybe another one coming in March. I have to talk to him, but like I said, it's the first. That was the first match I had ever gone to was a Jihad and Geddon match. And you, sh if you haven't ever heard of one, it's a it's a progressive match from. It runs it from three hundred. We ran for 300 yards out to like 960-something. So 300 to six or 700 yards, you got you have three shots to make an impact. You Impact on the first shot, you get three points. Second shot, two points. Third shot, one point. And it's progressive like that. Once you make an impact, you're done. You come off the line and the next group gets up there. And I think I ended up getting fifth place in that. Had a couple. Had some pretty low wins on that match, too. Wins weren't nearly as bad as what they usually are. Oh, excuse me. And uh, had a couple where I was, you lay down there, get on your rifle, you wait to shoot. And I was watching the wind go left to right. And it's my turn to shoot. I don't pay attention. And it is right to left. So I'm, there was two of them, I think. 
700 and 800 or 600 800 that I was watching everybody else shoot and I was watching more Mirage than anything else it's going left to right and then I get up there I don't pay attention right before I pull the trigger and it's going right to left so I, I missed my first first ones and dropped a couple points there on, on two different ones and then the 960 it was Mirage was bad enough it is hard to hard to tell and I think I was I had too much wind I think I was just they were hitting the burn behind the targets. In fact, that's what Derek was saying, telling me that the one thing I learned I wasn't seeing my splash was because it was he was watching Trace right behind me and it was going behind behind the target. So I I needed to uh, take some wind off, but I couldn't see it, so I wasn't I was moving around a little bit, just wasn't making bold enough moves trying to get it figured out. Because I think 967, I had three or four impacts out of ten. It's a good time. It's low threat. It's all. It's a belly match, so you just lay down. Like I said, that was my first one. So if you got anybody out there that's trying to get into it, uh, or is worried about the moving around piece, or having a gun that'll shoot, or that'll work right, or like an internal box magazine, or whatever, one of the Jihad Again matches at STC is the way to go. They'll they'll get you hooked up. Like I said, this is my first one I went to. I, I took my AR-10 out when I was first started with shooting it at those matches. And it was a good time. It had a, he did it cool this year. He had, a, or I think he's going to keep doing it this this way. Had a couple different matches, so or different uh, divisions. So he had like an open, which is what I shot my dasher at. Got some rounds on it. And <clears throat> confirmed BC and numbers oh, as far as I could out to 19 or 967 or whatever it was. But he had the open, which was the dashers and BRAs and stuff like that. People were shooting, and he had a uh, surplus division that he shot in, Derek shot in, Tyler Perry shot in, and uh, Bryce Martins. He shot in. Bryce Martins ended up winning. He got an impact with open sights at 900 yards, which was ridiculous. People, we, we were walking them in, the open sight guys. I think Mike Gray shot open sights too, but we were walking them in. It was cool just to see him shoot a full-size Ipsic at uh, 900 and some odd yards. It was, it was pretty awesome. But uh, as far as the open, we were shooting the Jihad again. It's like a profile of a head. I don't know what the actual measurements are. Basically, I think like like an 8 by 11 piece of paper probably. We shot those from 300 all the way out, and then 967 was a TYL rack. I'm not sure how big the targets were, but so it's pretty good. It's low threat, easy. I think it's like 40 bucks for an entry. You go out there, you could buy back in once, but it's pretty cool. You can bring a hunting rifle. In fact, they did a open surplus open sights. They did a, a magnum, which there was a couple magnums of the, like seven psalms. I think that's why I, yeah, I think Jimenez had a seven psalm. Another guy had a seven psalm, just tearing it up. And then they did a twenty-two. He did, added twenty-two this this time around, and they did I think from a hundred to five hundred yards with two MOA targets. So there's actually quite a few kids out there, the kids shooting the twenty-two match. Some kids, well, I think one of them, one of the younger kids, is one that won the. The open division for the center fire, just tearing it up. So it's pretty cool. Like I said, it's low threat. 
bring kids out, bring people out. If they, I mean, you could you could bring a 30 30 six out there, and if you have it somewhat dialed in, you you give people a run for their money. So it's a pretty cool match. Look for that in March. I think It'll probably be the next one. The way he was talking. Um, as far as what I got it going, the future, I got, uh, JTAC class, like I said, at end of February, going down and getting the JTAC class, so, not that I'm making a run at the, a bullet, but I want to, I want to try and get, get the competitive, I got a competitive side, obviously, that's why I'm kind of into this, but I want to, want to make a run at the finale again this year and I want to try to get in on the on the open side of it the top 150 or whatever he takes I want to try to get on that side of it so I'm going to make a run at it see what those guys got obviously got some studs teaching that class so get down there I've heard nothing but good things about from everybody that's taken it talk to to Greg and Jake Greg's taken it more than once even Jake said that he learned a lot He's been shooting better since he had taken it. So Chris and I are going to go down and do that. And then um, I have my whole match schedule out here on this deal, like I was saying, on this uh, spreadsheet. Like I said, if anybody wants to hit me up on Facebook or whatever, or leave a comment wherever you listen to the podcast at, and I can send it out to you. But I got my, my schedule on here with matches I'm going to try and make. So March, I got some one days, Great Plains. I'm going to try and get up there. Um, B.D. Kenny, Billy Dawn, and Greg Bell, those guys, that they're range in Little Rock. They've got a, a regional two-day, or one-day coming up in um, 26th of March. I might hit that one. We'll see. Or KPC, KPRC match at STC, 26th of March. Great Plains on the 12th, 12th of March. I'm going to try and hit that one. Uh, let's see, April, some more one days at, at uh, Twin Peaks, STC, J Precision has a match up there at their place in April. And then I'll probably, May, I'll start getting into the two days. Oki Spring Showdown, that's still a maybe. Um, I signed up for the K&M Collis match. So going to that one at the end of May. Already registered for that one. And then Punisher's on the list. I'll definitely hit that one. And maybe Barrel Maker. That's on my two-day list. August, there's a two-day. They moved the two-day from... Uh, oh, where was it in Missouri? Vapor Trail. They moved it to the GA Precision range. The RCBS Rumble. Um... Might hit that one <clears throat> beginning of August. Or the Oki Summer Showdown. That's on my list. Is it possible for two-day Magnolia Meltdowns in August? That's definitely still open. That was So that Magnolia Meltdown, I didn't really go over it. So, like I said, it was their first two-day match last year. 90-some shooters. It was a good time. Like I said, real nice range. Everything was covered. So you had shade. Um, everything was shot shot off concrete even the props like we shot off concrete i think there was one we didn't shoot off cover or underneath the cover but the big the big thing with the magnolia match that chris and i both loved about that place was we shot 
20 stages, shot 10 on day one, 10 on day two. On day one, we were done shooting by noon. They ran 90-some people through um, all the squads, and we were we all shot the same stages, in fact. And we were done by like noon. Day two, we shot 10 stages. And we were actually done shooting and done eating by noon. Like I said, 90 second part times. We had 9 or 10 people in each squad. But it was extremely well ran. So we'd go back down there and shoot that again. Food was good. Um, that was It was a good time. Range is, is real nice, like I said. Small targets. Not much wind while we were down there. But definitely definitely a nice range. Extremely well run. The ROs were... They weren't cussing you out to get up there to shoot, but they, they had a time limit. By the time the first guy got there, you had a couple minutes to get your stuff, five, ten minutes to get your stuff going, and the next shooter was standing at the cones ready to go. And it showed. It ran extremely smooth and extremely quick. We were on the road out of Mississippi by 2 o'clock. Like I said, we ate by noon on day two. They did uh, awards, walked the prize table, and Chris and I were in the car leaving Mississippi by like 1.30, 2 o'clock. In fact, we we drove the 11-hour 11, 11 drive back just because we got on the road so soon. We both took the next that Monday off because we planned on doing another two-day, but we pushed through and got back. So that was nice. So that's that's still on both of our our maybe list. Would definitely recommend it. And then got the Impact PRC match in August. August is pretty full. You shoot well every weekend. They've got a match going on if it's not a one day or a two day around around here. And then September, I'm not sure. I got some one day matches marked. Uh, there is a, a match in Alabama, the federal gold medal match. It's it's on the maybe maybe list. I try to shoot one two day a month, and if I don't like that that April May, if I don't have a two day or March April, if I don't have a two day, then I'm trying to shoot two one days, so two different weekends. So I'm trying to keep keep it up there. I don't want to go to the JTAC class and then not and then not practice what I've learned or not not do what they tell me I need to work on. So I'm trying definitely uh burning some powder. Um let's see what else I didn't have an agenda here so I'm kinda all over the place. Bear with me. How far into this thing are we? Oh about fifty minutes. Um had a couple of people hit me up so I got at the Oh which match was it? I think it's Box Canyon. I think it's out at Twin Peaks. I picked up uh, Tyler and Emmy and put a cert on the table for free gunsmithing and Cerakote. So I picked up, I bought a barrel and sent it to them. So thanks Tyler and Emmy for putting that on the on the deal, for giving back. And had a 22 br spun up for my kids. I'm trying to get them out shooting with me. At least some one days. Well, some one days for now. And then if they if they stick with it and they like it, maybe get them into some two days. But 
had a bunch of, I was debating on what, what to have spun up for them. Had uh, my six BR dies, and brass, and so I ended up spinning up a twenty-two BR. In fact, Tyler, right around the same time, Tyler spun up a, a twenty-two Dasher for Emmy, and this thing is a blast to shoot. I'm still sizing some brass right now. I think I got like two hundred rounds loaded, and that'll get me through all the brass. But I'm shooting an eighty-eight grain Hornady ELDM. With just a break-in load to get to get everything sized, because I sized down from the six BR. I think all the pieces of brass had like four firings on them. Had like one season of six hundred pieces of brass or five five firings on them. Shot that six that brass for one season. Uh, sized it down. Well, when when I'm sizing it down. I'm using my uh, Redding Type S dies, and I size it down. It's leaving a little bit of a ring at the neck shoulder junction. Is it my uh, bushing just doesn't get that far down? Come to find out, there's a fix for that, so I'll get into that. But so right now, I got so there's a little bit of a hard bolt close because it's getting that it's sizing that ring as that I put it in the chamber. So right now I'm just, it's a, like a 22-inch, 21 or 22-inch barrel, 20-inch barrel, something like that. And I've got it set up. It's on an impact. I've got a, a Genrun razor sitting on it right now that I had sitting around. And it's actually in my other foundation uh, MG2 stock. But I don't have any weights in it. So no weights on it. I think it's like 14 or 15 pounds. Like I said, a little 20, 21-inch barrel. And the thing does not recoil at all. It is ridiculous. Short compared to what I'm used to. It's light. And it is a blast to shoot. I'll probably end up shooting it at some one-day matches. Just to keep rounds off the dasher. And to size brass. And like I said, it's just it's a blast. It's fun to shoot. Barely any recoil. Get the kids out there. Hopefully they, they want to get out there with me and shoot it. If not, then I might. I'll keep shooting it. And I might even have a. 26 inch barrel spun up. I'm shooting at ELDMs, like I said right now, just breaking it in with some 4166 powder and getting 2800 foot per second and try and get around 2900 foot per second once I get it all dialed in, which isn't going to be an issue at all, but get it all dialed in. And the thing is just a blast to shoot. If you see me out any one days and I've got it, let me know and you're more than welcome to shoot it. But it's fun. Fun little gun to shoot. Uh, oh, so to fix that ring, come to find out, uh, Greg and I were BSing at the house. He's shooting a 22 Creedmoor. Jake sure spun him up a 22 Creedmoor for coyotes. Well, he's using the sack dies, and they they are a little more expensive than Redding, but they size the shoulder and the neck all at the same time, and he's not dealing with any donuts. So if you're looking to do that, like to resize and make kind of a wildcat or whatever, do a 22 BR, 22 Dasher, 22 um, Creedmoor like he's doing that you might not be able to find brass for, those those uh, short action custom dies are supposed to be just the bee's knees. So 
supposed to be super nice. He does them. He goes out there and he's shooting them right off the bat. No, no hard uh, bolt close because of that ring. Everything's sized perfect. And he's out there smoking coyotes with the uh, first time sizing any of that any of that brass. So <clears throat> that's one way to fix that. Have my note here. Get back to the app I was talking about. So there's an app if you run iPhone and uh, Apple Watch or an iWatch, whatever you call it. There's an app Greg Bell told me about. I said he uses all the time. It's a Precision Match Timer. I think is the name of it. Yeah, Precision Match Timer. And it's an app that actually runs, it only runs on your phone or on your watch. But you set it up and it does cost, I think, 15 bucks or something like that. So it's not a free one. But you can set it up to run different part-times. So down there we were running, obviously, two-minute part-times. And you can add different alarms inside of that alarm or inside of that part-time. So the way I had mine set up was I did run it a few times. Like I said, not enough, but I had two-minute part-time set up. And then I had a, a one-minute alert, and it'd tell me one minute. And then I had a 30-second alert. And then at the 10-second alert, then it counts down to you. And how you start it, actually, you don't push any buttons. You get it ready, and you just shake your wrist to start it, which is one of the, the major pieces I like about it. So me being left-handed, I keep my watch on my left hand. I was holding everything, and I just bump my hand when the the RO says go, or I hear the, the shot timer go off, I just bump my hand on my stock, and it starts. And like I said, it gives you those. You don't have to ask for time. And if you're using shot timers, they, they give you the, the time of your last shot anyway so that that's how far off so just one of those precaution deals gives you the time like i said when i really needed i wasn't running it i need to run it every every stage but cool little app it helps out chris and i have been using it while we're out practicing you don't need a, like i said you don't need a shot timer and you actually time yourself and you know know how it's going it's kind of one of those little techno geek deals that I've kind of figured out, been running with. But I think that's all I had wrote down here. That's basically all my 21, 22 season. I said, apologize for the delay and not getting on here, but everything's straight. Pretty much settled it in. Got some new setups. Going to give it a shot. Give 2022 a run at it. Um. I think that's it. You guys got any questions, hit me up. Let me know what you guys want to hear about. If you want me to try to get some guests guests on, let me know. Like I said, make a comment on the Facebook page, Facebook group, or on Podbean, or iTunes, wherever you guys listen at. Leave a comment. What you guys want to hear about. What you want to um, talk about. Who you want me to talk to. All that. I don't have any guests lined up right now. But I can definitely line some up. Get some Get some folks on here you guys want to talk to or listen listen to and uh, get some info out so if you're still listening i appreciate it like i said sorry for the hiatus but i'm gonna get back on here and try and get them going more frequently obviously than i had been so get this one up and going and uh, if you see me at a match hit me up i got some stickers like i like i used to have i'll sit around and bs with you see what you guys want to listen to in the meantime have a good time. Thanks for listening.